This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer, hello. Larry, how we feeling, my friend? We're doing great. I heard you. I was uh, driving in the car this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jeanette said, Gordon never sleeps, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I get plenty of sleep. I get plenty of sleep. I'm really not going to be getting any sleep now because these rotten kids are off for the summertime. So everybody's going to be running up and down the stairs, yelling, shouting, doing this thing, moving. Take, you know, they've, they've reached the age now, Larry, that uh-huh. uh, I, I, I got to go here and then your sister's right. got to go there and yeah, I got to pick right. up this one and go there. Yeah. And oh, the my friends. God. It's, and the it, friends. Oh, of course. You always got to go with a friend. Can't oh, go by yourself. No, 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 no. It's got to be for them. And then you got to sit and wait for them because they're never ready when they say this. this, this well, you know, I have a system where oh, I text good. when I'm getting ready to leave. I mm-hmm. text when I do leave. I text when I arrive at some place. And I know, especially with my son, there's no chance that he has not. He's avoided the seeing three texts in a row. There's, it, it, there's, it, it, he, he, that will not stand up in a, course of, uh, in a court of law. Because he knows if there's number four, he, he's stranded. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. Four means I'm out. That's, yeah. what, that's what four means. And you got to walk home. Right. That's what. Don't want to see four texts. No, no. That's, a, that's, that's a good little system. It's a good system. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. If they had the, Did they have the cell phones when you were in that stage? No. Or was that a little bit before no, you? That, no, that's yeah. a little. No, that's way before cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> the CB. <laughs> breaker, 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 one nine. <laughs> that's it. Breaker, breaker. Larry's on his, Larry yeah. needs a ride. Ten four, good buddy. <laughs> or, or, or listen. Maybe there was a workable payphone on the corner somewhere, right. Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> remember those? Yeah. Well, we got by. You know what? We got by without them. So yeah, I know, but right? I don't know if we can do it anymore, though. Uh, the worst was. Uh, well, actually, the, can I tell you a quick story, Gordon? Give it to me. So, about years ago, uh, I'm supposed to be home by curfew, and I'm late. I'm like. Gordon, I'm like, not not 15 minutes late. Oh, no. I'm hours late. Uh-huh. So what I do is I call late, and I say, I just got the train just pulled into the station. We were stuck in between tunnels. We were stuck in between stations. It's been stuck. We were stuck behind the work train. I couldn't get to the car. This is why I'm late. I'm on my way. I'll be there as soon as possible. I'm sorry. Okay. Did it work, Gordon? Probably not. No, it didn't work. No. Okay. Uh, I was grounded for about, I think, a year and a half. <laughs> okay. Gordon, I swear to you, as I sit here talking to you, uh-huh. I swear, my son says to me, Dad, I'm sorry I'm late. The train got stuck behind a work train. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, 175 years later, I'm like, it didn't work for me. It's not working for you. (laughs) No, you're grounded. (laughs) So that's the way it works, right? That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. So, so that's how, you know, like son is like you. It's scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's scary when you talk about minds thinking like excuses came up. That that's, that's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. That was pretty scary. You know what else is pretty scary, Gordon? What's that? Judge going to arbitration. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out now how this is going to work. Because I know the Yankees bid at 17 mil from what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. and Judge wants 21. Right. As well he should. 
Okay, but first of all, arbitration, I hope that judges, now I know judge is going to be there because he told Marley he was looking forward to, or Marley Rivera, who covers mm -hmm. the Yankees for ESPN. He told her he was looking forward to arbitration tomorrow. Gordon, normally, I think it's wise for the player not to be there. It's wise for the agent to be there because right. what they say about the players in trying to get the lower salary sometime is not pretty. It's not pretty they, they, because they want the lower salary. So, well, you know, he's, he's a really good – and I'm not saying they would do this for Judge. But I'm saying there have been instances where they've just torn up a player to the point where players are ready to just like, you know, I want to be traded. I want to hit him. One of the two is good enough for me. And so that's number one. Number two is it, it continues to set, I think, a reduced price in the mind of what, uh, you know, the Yankees are thinking about as far as what they want to do with Judge as far as salary is concerned. You know, I mean, could they have come in and say, you know, you know what, we'll do 19. And maybe that would have given Split some the difference. Some, yeah. So I'm kind of curious how, how this works out and, and how it's going to, you know, how Team Judge is going to look at what happens tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the, the most famous one that I remember was Dellen Batances a few years yes. back. And yeah. I think it was Randy You're not Levine. a closer. Right. You're uh, not Randy a closer. Levine had, had, had presented a case and um, it seemed like whatever was said really did, uh, did bother Batances, so you'd like to avoid that, right? Like at this point of the Yankee season, even despite the loss tonight, you just want to ride this as long as it can go. Here, you don't mm -hmm. want anything to upset the apple cart, and mm -hmm. especially when the apple cart is the best player in the entire sport. So, you think that maybe this will still get solved before they go into that Zoom meeting, because at the end of the day, is four million dollars. I know every penny is important, and, and, and especially with the luxury tax that this is, you know, the Yankees have drawn a line in the sand. But this is a guy whose contract is up after the season. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying he's going to give you a discount after the season anyway, but isn't $4 million like a drop in the bucket for what goodwill that might buy you in the meantime? Forget about even after the season. Just in the meantime, yeah. isn't $4 million – worth it for a guy who's producing like I mean he, we, we thought he was going to tie the game tonight it, I mean that's yeah. when the Yankees lose a game they lose by one run and the guys you know the the, the left fielder standing on the warning track so I don't know it just seems like um, a, a penny what is it a penny wise and a pound foolish whatever yeah. the saying is it seems yeah. like it's a real for for a very small amount of money for the Yankees they could solve this problem pretty easily see if it were me it isn't clearly but if it were me uh, I would I would split the difference, Gordon. I would go 19 because I think it shows faith. You understand what I'm saying? It show, You mm -hmm. know, you're having a tremendous season right now. Okay, you know, when we got into this, we didn't know what decision we were going to have. We, we thought you were going to be, you know, injury or injured or whatever. But you know what? You've been, you've been great. You're play as Kay said earlier today, he's not Aaron Judge playing center field. He's the Yankee center fielder right now. He's yep. the everyday center fielder. So for you to to play the position the way you're playing it, at such an elite level and hitting and and you know how you know how it is. I mean, sometimes players move to different positions. Case in point, Gleyber Torres, they can't hit. Yeah, I mean, this guy's hitting better in 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 a in a new position. So for those reasons, for what he's brought to the table already, Gordon, I'm saying give him two million, split the difference. I don't say you have to give him the twenty one, give him nineteen. I mean, I, I think it sends it sends a note of you know what we're we're considering 
we're, we're appreciative of what you're doing and it makes a difference. Yeah. It that just seems, it just seems silly that you're going to uh, like, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to go haggle over $4 million <laughs> for the New York Yankees who probably make $4 million on Aaron judge jerseys on a random Tuesday in June? I mean, yeah. it just seems like a, a waste of time and a waste of effort. And, and really, even if you win, if you're the Yankees, you kind of lose, right? Yeah. Like, if there's any chance that I know Judge is saying all the right things that, you know, it won't impact him and all that type of stuff. But, you know, we've seen great players in other sports. They can take anything and feel like they've been slighted, right? Mm-hmm. Like even when it's not a real slight, maybe it's just something that's been said that, you know, it's not meant as an insult, but they can take it as an insult. I don't know, for $4 million, you know, if I were Judge, and I can only put myself in the, the, his shoes, these guys are going to, you know, mm-hmm. nickel and dime me for four million. This is the Yankees. For $4 million, this is what we're doing now? It just seems like um, it doesn't really seem financially worth it. And we're not talking about years. We're talking dollars. No, here. one year. This is, not even do- this is not even years. This is dollars. So, if, so now, because remember what I've said. The Yankees, if the Yankees let Judge go, it's not because of money. It's going to be because of years. That, that's my thought process. Was he, 30, 31? I think I mean, he'll be 31 next year. Okay, so, I mean, you're not going to give him a 10-year deal. <laughs> he'll be 41 years of age. Okay, so, you know, so I'm saying for him, and I, and he's in great shape, and hopefully, you know, the injuries are behind him. But, I mean, Gordon, at, at, at 38, 39, how, how's, that, how's he going to look? Well, look, I, you know, the long-term contract, even as great as he's been, I, I do think that's debatable. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how is a guy his size going to age the injury history in the past? You know, those things are all debatable to me for you know, 17 to 21 million dollars for yeah. one year when the guy's yep. clearly the MVP. Yep. I mean, it will be a major upset if Aaron Judge is not the most valuable player in the American League this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that just seems like a real waste of effort for an organization that. It, 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 we've seen how these things have gone before, and, and we've seen teams try to avoid these kind of situations with arbitration. I don't know when the last player that went to arbitration for the Yankees was, but it doesn't seem like this is a, a, a valuable use of their time if they could just say, cut a check for an extra $4 million and be done with it. Yeah, because normally the players win. Yeah. Normally the players, I would say the players win, Gordon, probably upwards of 80% of the time. They do because they're usually really underpaid. Hey, hey, guess what? Judge is underpaid. <laughs> He's underpaid. Well, look, it, no matter what, he if he gets $21 million, that's still – I know it's not based on this year, but this is what he's getting paid for this year. This will be the best bargain the Yankees have maybe Absolutely. this year. I mean, this guy's the MVP of the league, and yeah. uh, even at $21 million, that is a uh, – that's a bargain. Uh, I, I really think the Yankees are going – once again – they know more about their money than I do. They know about the negotiations. They know all that stuff. But from the outside, Gordon, it looks like a bad move. Just split the difference. Give him 19. It shows you something. I'm not saying you got to give him the 21, but at least give him 19. <laughs> Yankees lose 5-4. Mets are trailing 7-1 to Houston as uh, the Strohs bat in the bottom of the sixth. So a little different. Uh, a little different. It, it's rare for both local teams to lose. Especially on the same night, Gordon. We haven't had that in a while. Yeah. 
Uh, it does. It doesn't feel like that happens very often. No. It doesn't feel like either of them lose very often. No. But um, yeah, not what you want tonight. So uh, Nestor was not great tonight for the Yankees. Mets fell in an early hole. I did not see how they fell behind as much as they did. I just saw Pete Alonso go deep, another home run for him. So yep, look at sixth inning. Mets, you know, they've they had uh, some games this year where they've they've rallied. So let's see. Yeah, I, I always like shot. seeing anybody beat the Astros, Larry. Oh yes, I, yeah, I know. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do, and, and they're still mad with us from 86. So, you know, they, sure. they feel the same way. <laughs> they feel the same way. Oh, I tell you, Gordon, if Mike Scott had pitched game seven, I don't know if we'd have yeah. another World Series. Right. Hey, look, know. the Astros have been cheaters from way back, you know. Yeah. Not, they've been cheaters for a long time. I mean, Mike Scott was, was Verlander before <laughs> Verlander. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Roscoe's in Brooklyn. Roscoe, you're first on ESPN New York tonight. So, so Larry, he deserves the 21. And I know we can't judge this year, but you have to give him the benefit of the doubt if we're going to re-sign him. It'll be a slap in the face to go back and forth. Or even not to even, like you said, not even to give him 19. It'll be kind of like a slap in the face. Like, hey, we're not even thinking of resigning you. But Judge deserves the 21. Plus, just let's lay it out there. Let's give him 400 mil, right? The first four <laughs> years, we give him the fit. Listen, the first four years, we give him 50 mil. The last four, right? The last, from the last four. What? Make so it 50. Why, why only 40 million? Make it 50 million, I'm saying. No, no, no. I said give, let's give him 400 mil. Right. And what I'm saying is the first four years, we're going to give them 50 mil. But then the last four years is where it gets tricky. You know what I mean? Because I feel like he's going to break down. No one's going to give him 10 years. So everyone, we got to look at an eight-year deal for him. What what, what is he worth? What is he going to be worth in another? I think if he falls right now and he gives me good for the next four years, Boiling out of control where he's making 50 mil. But then the last four years, that's where the, the contract is going to get tricky. I, I, I hope he, I hope he decides to take that because ain't nobody giving him a ten a ten year deal, guys. And and just let's give him the twenty one mil, man. He deserves it. it. It's judgment time, man. Let's go. All right, Roscoe. Thanks for the phone call. So that's interesting, Gordon. So he wants to front load the deal. Is basically what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, most look, of the money early, yeah. and because later it's good. You figure he's going to break down. His production's going to going to going to slow down, and then you're not paying him as much money in the back end, so you can do some other things with your with your roster. Yeah, I mean I, that that I mean his numbers I don't think are going to I don't think that he's going to get paid fifty million dollars a season I don't think he's going to get paid forty million dollars a season but yeah I mean if you you know here's the thing and we don't know like what is the most important factor to Aaron Judge mm-hmm. you know for all the, the the criticism the Yankees got for for making those numbers public we don't know what the other side of it does Judge want to be the, the highest overall amount of money, is that the most important thing for him? Is the most important thing for him to have the, the highest per year salary? Uh, is, it, is it the years? Does he want 10 years? The, we don't know. Uh, and until you know that, I don't really know that you know you, you can know how to structure the deal to get him to say, yes, now, I like the idea of front-loading the deal because generally those last few years you're not paying for the same production. But unless we, there's just too many variables I don't think that we have put in place yet. No, you're right about that. And listen, uh, all this is all this you don't know. Is it does it affect good faith? Is it really just about the money? Is it just about the years? Is it uh, the lack of respect that he may feel 
know what I'm saying, Gordon? It's, it's just it's, when you talk about contracts, it's, it it can be it's business, yeah, but there's a lot of emotion involved. A lot of emotion involved sometimes. And and how does it factor in if a team comes in and blows them out of the water? Well, you know, if some team, if the Yankees, let's say the Yankees eventually get to three hundred million, if some team says, you know what, we're going to give you three fifty, how does that weigh? Is is it just about taking the highest money? Because I mean, he's apparently like a big union guy. You know, the union's going to want right. you know the most amount of money. Right. Uh, does the fact that he's from California factor? There's just so many factors that I think only Aaron Judge and maybe his representative know at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, Buster only weighed in a little earlier today. You probably heard him when he said this, Gordon. Mm -hmm. uh, Buster only was on with Bart and Han, and he talked about potential shoot suitors for Aaron Judge. I asked a lot of folks around baseball, what clubs do you think are most poised to take a run at him? I heard a lot about the Chicago Cubs who are having a disastrous season. They need that anchor guy in the middle of their lineup. He obviously be someone that uh, they could sell to their fan base. You know, the question would be, as one person said to me, does, does Judge want to sign up for the losing that you'd have to sign up for, you know, if he went to the Cubs? The Mets will always be, you know, potential place to land, especially if they don't win the World Series this year. And Steve Cohen says, you know what? That's the piece of baseball art that I want on my team. And he flexes his financial muscles. But generally speaking, the team to watch, the San San Francisco Giants, because guys, their financial flexibility is ridiculous. They have one player under contract beyond 2023, and that's pitcher Anthony Discofani, who they owe $12 million to. <laughs> Besides that, they have no financial obligations. He went to high school 100 miles from Oracle Park in San Francisco. So if he gets to the market, watch the Giants. All it takes is one aggressive owner. So that is an interesting thought process from Buster Gordon. And how does that weigh in? Is it money or is it winning? Okay, because Robinson Cano had a feeling when he was yep. going to Seattle, he wasn't going to win. Nope. All right, so so he was, okay, I'll take the money. I'm, I'm not winning, but I'll take the money. So that's another part of this. How important is it for Aaron Judge to win? And, Gordon, if the Yankees should go on and win the World Series this year, does that mean, okay, I got a ring. I'm going for the money. I'll, I'll go wherever I, whoever pays me the highest price. That's where I'm going because I'm already a champion, already have my hardware. Yeah, and let's say it's, you know, a couple of million dollars a year over the length of the contract. So maybe it's $20 million, an extra $20 million in total. Is that enough to for Aaron Judge to say, you know what, uh, I, I'm going for the highest amount of money, even though it's not a lot, you know, in, 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 in overall dollars, it's not the most – uh, you know, blow you out of the water type of thing, but it's just the most money. I, I don't know. There's just so much stuff that we don't know, and there's so much stuff to play out because you're right. If the, if the Yankees go on and win a World Series, maybe he'll feel like, you know what? I, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish here, and now whoever offers me the most money, that's going to get my – that's the person who's going to get my services. Maybe, maybe that's the way he looks at it. I don't know. It, it would be like LeBron, right? LeBron goes back to Cleveland. All right, here, I'm coming back to win your title. Hey, I won your title. Bye, I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone. That, that <laughs> I'm might be the case. To do. Sure. You know, so that's it, it's it's a fascinating discussion. All right, Yankee fans. I know this is tough because you just came off a loss, but what do you think? What scenario do you think the arbitration plays in the final role of whether Judge stays or goes? Is this a mistake by the Yankees coming in reportedly at 17, the lower end, as opposed to inching up closer to where Judge wants to be at 21? <laughs> Kay and the guys say today that the Yanks must have a contingency plan if they lose Judge. 
Who would that be? Because if the arbitration goes badly, it could be another step, another slap in the face that leads to the Giants who have dough. Who do you think that option is? Now, we've been hearing uh, the name Juan Soto has been yeah. floated past our way. Now, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know as Kay mentioned once again on his show today, you know, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, um, that their owner, they're getting new ownership. And clearly, if you're getting a new team, you're not trying to move the best player on the team. Right. And one of the best players in the sport. Exactly. And, and if you're talking about someone who projects to get a 10, 11-year contract, the 24-year-old superstar hitter, you know, um, is the guy that would be the one lined up to get that kind of deal. Uh, and rightfully and so. Yeah. And and if, if somebody's going to be getting $400 million in the next few him. years, that's the guy who will get it. Uh, yeah. I don't – now, he's not a free agent this offseason. I think he's not a free agent. Two more years. Yeah. He, he's not a free agent until next offseason. And if yeah. the, 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 the Nationals were smart, they'd make sure that they have him locked up before then, but uh, th that's the problem with Aaron Judge. Like, how can you have a – like, I'm sure that they have some plan for what they would do if it if it goes sideways and Aaron Judge is not back. Mm -hmm. But there's no – well, we, we don't have him, so we'll just go get that guy. That's the reason why you're willing to pay him 200 and whatever, $50 million. They, he, they're very hard to find, these kind of guys. Exactly, exactly. They don't grow on trees. No. <laughs> they're rare. They are rare. And uh, Jay Blaze added, Seattle is in a championship organization like the Giants, betting their rebuild will be slow. And what we didn't say he was going to Seattle. We used Seattle just for clarification as an example for what Robinson Cano did as, as, as a meaning of, okay, if, if I'm going to get paid after I win a championship, I'll go wherever the money is. Okay, so maybe you don't think it's Seattle. But then again, Gordon, here's the thing. And I know baseball is not like basketball, but I'll tell you this. If I see an Aaron Judge in Seattle and I'm a free agent, Gordon, I might want to go to Seattle. And once again, I know it's not like what they have in, in basketball, right? I, I know it's not like that. But I, that would intrigue me. It might well, intrigue me. I, I will say this. If it's a team like the Mariners, right, like a team that is not going to significantly uh, increase their payroll to a degree where they are going mm -hmm. to be one of the highest payrolls in the sport, whatever team that is, if they sign Aaron Judge to that type of contract, they will be making a mistake because right. we've seen in baseball – Baseball is not about one superstar. Mike Trout yeah. has been as great a player as you can be, sure. MVP, Hall of Fame caliber player. You can't do it by yourself. So, I mean, look, when Aaron Judge becomes available, everybody should be interested. He's that great a player. But sinking that much money into – this is not basketball. This is not a quarterback in the NFL. It does not make sense to spend that much money on that one guy if that's going to be your big move. Yeah, you're right, because you, you – and, and listen, they can't afford to do that anyway. So the question would become, okay, if you're doing that, you better have somebody else. At least you have – he needs another – you need a strong yeah. pitcher or something. Yeah, you on, need a good team. Yeah, you need a team to surround him so that he's not the only guy because you can pitch around him. Exactly. It's very simple. So, yeah. you know. And I'll say this. If, if Judge does go just simply – like let's say the Mariners blow everybody else away and they're, they're spending $50 million more than everybody else mm – -hmm. I don't know. Like, I'd be upset that the Yankees did not get it done. But part of me would feel like, you know what, maybe winning isn't all that important to him if he's just going to go simply where yeah. – because, like, you go to Seattle, I, it doesn't feel like Aaron Judge in Seattle all of a sudden that the Mariners are now going to be this championship contender. Right. 
You're right. And once again, though, it depends. It depends on the situation. If he's yeah. already got a ring. Yeah, maybe. And he just know, says, you know, yeah. I, I want to go for the money. That, that's a little different than yeah. I'm just going to go for the money. I, and Because, but once again, where does winning fit in all this? this it can't this be high. Up? If you're going to a team that is not very good, and I, I, I think the Mariners still have the longest playoff drought in the entire sport. That tells me that winning is not yeah, all that. And look, right. you know, it's his job. It's his one chance to cash in. I'm not going to begrudge him to that much of a degree, but you can't you can't tell me I'm going to this place because they're they they just so happen to offer me the most money. And winning is this primary reason for me going there. When you're leaving a team that is definitely going to be a playoff team, is going to be a playoff team. You would think just about every year they're going to be contending for a playoff spot. So mm-hmm. uh, lots of things to play out. And here's the downside of it. He doesn't want to negotiate till after the season's over. So you can't even say, you know what, it's not going well. Let's trade him. You can't right. even say that because yeah. you don't know. You well, don't know. I will say this. Think about all the criticism, rightly and wrongly, that Brian Cashman has gotten in his, what, 25 years as Yankee yeah. GM? Mm-hmm. Nothing will no. compare no. if mm-hmm. the Yankees lose Aaron Judge. You're Nothing. Right. You're right. And what makes it worse is he's a homegrown guy. Oh, of course. I mean, that this is—he's the guy that. This is the guy you pay, right? Homegrown yeah. guy represents the organization well. Instantly recognizable, a star on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Never gets into any trouble. Never gets into any uh, off the field stuff where you're saying, "What is he doing?" I mean, he really is, in some ways, uh, personality-wise, very similar to Jeter. He is. He's one of the faces of the sport. Absolutely. So, by the know, way, yes. Did you hear what Manny Ramirez said? You know what? I'll tell you. I didn't, but I'm going to hear it with everybody else. This is what Manny Ramirez had to say about Derek Jeter. Listen carefully. You got to understand this. If you haven't played in Boston or New York, you're not in the big leagues. Hey, it's like if you put Jeter in Kansas City in those years. Right. He was just a regular player. Yeah. You put him on that big stage and hit 400 in the postseason for many, many Ooh. years. Oh, there's no doubt about no it. Doubt. He's the greatest in the history. This right? is a the tough greatest. place. This is a tough place to play. But he make you better. I will. Make you better because you got to be ready every night. Because they will let you know. Oh, yeah. They will let you know when you're not right. So, wait a minute. Let me understand this, Gordon. Translate this for me from Manny. Manny is saying that Jeter was a was a was a great player because of the players around him is that the translation that's the way i took it that if okay. you took him off a team that was competing in the world series you know for the playoffs every single year if you just put him in kansas city he would have been just a regular player and that's something that has been said before a lot yeah uh, it is the most moronic thing. Forget about, let's say that Derek Jeter never went to the playoffs. Never in his career. He never went to the playoffs. He's still a Hall of Fame player yep. because he had the sixth most hits in the history of the sport. Not since 1925. In the history of the sport, there's five guys who had more base hits than Derek Jeter. That gets you into the Hall of Fame every single time. Now, you might say his exploits might be a little overrated because he was playing on certain t- great teams. That mm-hmm. might be true. But to say that he would be just a regular guy must be the most moronic thing I've ever heard. And, and look, it's Manny being Manny. What well, actually, I don't know who the other guys are with him. The the fact that he says it and the other guy's like, yep, 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 yep. Like, what, guys, uh, you know, I'm not saying you have to attack him, but 
Can you at least bring up the fact that Derek Jeter has over, th- what was it, 3,300 hits or whatever he had? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, Gordon. Uh, how did he perform in the big spots? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, never. Right. But I'm saying just leave all that stuff out. Yeah. But I submit that that proves how good he is. Right. 3,465 hits. I mean, in the big moments, he produced. Yep. On the greatest stage. Yep. Even by their it's even by their standards. So no, it's, Jeter, Jeter, it's a it's a it's a weird um it's a weird argument to create. But it's been out there for a while. It has know? been. Yeah. I mean what what did, what what was it when he played he was the most overrated one of the over most overrated players? He always well, got look, that line. Yeah, well, you know, I will <laughs> say that there is he is a great player, but I also think that some people overblow um to a certain degree his 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 accomplishments like i remember i don't know if it's still the case but baseball reference you know how they have like an area Mm -hmm. on baseball reference where it's awards yes and one of the they have you know rookie of the year the all-star game mvp world series mvp but also under awards they have that he was not he was named the 11th greatest world leader (laughs) 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 it's still up i just looked right now he's the 11th greatest world leader like that's that's ridiculous, right? Like he's never been a world leader. He couldn't even run the Marlins effectively. Never mind <laughs> the whole world. Uh, what, so that who's part in the of top it. Ten? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I'll, I'll find you know, and I have to find that out for you because that's got to be some wild top ten that Derek Jeter's popping in there. <laughs> that's pretty good. Number 11. yeah, he's right outside. Right. That's interesting. That's interesting. Hey, Glenn in Queens wants to weigh in. Glenn, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, fellas? Um, I just wanted to comment on um, what Manny said. Um, yeah. I'm a Yankee fan. I didn't really take it um, as um, any disrespect because here's what I think. Um, here's where I think he's coming from. If you take any other guy um, and put him in New York, he may not be able to produce as Derek Jeter did. Derek Jeter may, let's say, if he goes to Kansas City, they don't have the team, so he's not going to be able to be in the moments. But you put him in the moments as he is, as he uh, did in New York, he's going to produce. Like, he, it takes a certain type of guy to be in that position to do it. So I didn't really take it as disrespect um, when he said oh, what he said. All right, well, here's how I took it. Now I'll let Gordon weigh in. Thanks, Glenn. I took it as because he had the team around him, that's what made him better. And I will submit to you, there are a number of great players in Major League Baseball who don't have great players around them who still end up in the Hall of Fame. And I think Derek Jeter would have still ended up in the Hall of Fame. Would he have been the 11th world leader? No, he might not have been the 11th world leader if, because he, if he didn't play in New York. But he probably still would have been an all-star MVP. Gordon, he probably still would have been rookie of the year yep. somewhere else. So yep. his ability – and listen, we, I'm not saying he's the greatest defensive shortstop ever. No. Okay, that's not what not. I'm saying. No. But as far as his ability to hit – and make big plays and big moments even during the regular season. Gordon, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Even if, even, even as a Met fan, he's pretty good. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't like he just got dropped on that team and just kind of – like the comments by Manny almost make it seem like, it, well, he was just riding the coattails of other – no, he mm-hmm. was a main contributor into those championship teams. Now, could he do that anywhere? No, of course not. He had to play with other good players, but th- – there's no way that you can take those comments as anything else but a slight. When you say somebody, if you would have put him in Kansas City, he would have just been an ordinary guy. 
that's a that's an insult. You're insulting the guy. There's yeah. no other way to put it. Yeah, he he's only good because he played in New York. And he and he wouldn't have been okay if he played in Boston, <laughs> because I played in Boston. Right. I being Manny Ramirez. Gordon's been on fire. If oh you my God. are missing, I, I mean, this is unbelievable. If you're missing answers with Aaron, I mean, it's it, it's gotten to the point that I'm wondering if Gordon is going to be on. Thursdays at four in the case show with Boone. <laughs> well, right. If, if for some reason Aaron Boone is going like through a tunnel and there's no reception or something, just give me a shout. <laughs> You'll say what he's going to say. Right. I'll tell you. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. So we'll hear from the Yankee skipper and we'll also hear from a couple of the players after a 5-4 loss to the Rays. Let's get back to the phones. John is in Somers. John, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, just wanted—I don't want to speak for Manny, right? But I, I don't want to get in his head. But I, what, what I think he's trying to say—he's um, trying to compliment Derek. Forget about the—forget about his teammates. Forget about anyone else. Um, the pressure of New York created the player that Derek Jeter is, right? So he's saying if he played in Kansas City, he would have been a, an average player. But that pressure that New York brought made Derek the player that he is right so it's not it's not taking a slight at him it's just saying you know Derek rose to the challenge of playing in New York being that shortstop and it made him even better so all those accomplishments that he has uh, and that he achieved was because he was put under immense pressure and he was able to rise to the occasion so I don't think it's like a diss I think it's more of Manny acknowledging that Derek is an unreal player and a great player, and that's because of where where he was, you know? All right, John, I can see where, where you're coming from. Thanks for the phone call. I, I can see where you're coming from from that side. Then, yeah, and listen, then I'm not trying to tell Manny how to say it, but then there was a different way to spin it. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? He was a great right. player, and he I was mean, in New York. He literally that made said better. if you put Jeter in Kansas City, he's just a regular player. Regular players don't go to the Hall of Fame. Just on his regular season alone, he's a Hall of Fame player. Again, only five people in baseball history had more hits than Derek Jeter. And it's almost like, in some ways, people are forgetting that he was an excellent player during the regular. It wasn't like he was a, he's not Robert Ory, who just like yeah. steps up in the big moments. He was an excellent yeah. player all the time. Yeah, it's just um, – and look, maybe Manny misspoke. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Manny being Manny, but, you know, I mean, it seems you know, a little odd. Manny left the, left the field to go behind the scoreboard during the game. You never – Right, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if Manny wants people to uh, point out ways that players would have been just ordinary players if it hadn't been for this thing or that thing when it comes to Manny Ramirez. <laughs> Man, he's got a couple of things that maybe you might want to avoid conversation. I'm sure that didn't come up during the uh, time in the booth. I'm sure it didn't. And you know what? It's a shame because you talk about an extremely talented hitter. Yeah. Manny Ramirez was a great He was a monster. He He was was an absolute monster. Absolutely. Great right-handed hitter. Oh, and and with that Red Sox team, oh, he fit. I mean, he was great in Cleveland. But with that Red Sox team, he was just – he was even – he was even better. Balls are flying out of the ballpark in Houston. I thought this was like a, a, it's, a pitcher's it's a, park. That, what a dopey ballpark this stupid <laughs> thing is. I mean, can we just say it? This stupid train. Remember when they opened it and they had like a monument in center field? I mean, like what are you – what are you doing? What are you, 
So stupid. It's a stupid ballpark. Remember the little hill team. you got to go up? Right, to right. Yeah, we'll, run, we'll just have million-dollar athletes running up a hill and, and, and trying to avoid a slab of concrete in the playing field. <laughs> you couldn't put the slab I mean, of concrete anywhere right. else. Yeah. Can you imagine the architect putting this park together? Yeah. We need a slab of concrete. Hey, put it over there in the outfield. Yeah, just put it in, in center field. I'm sure nobody will run into that over time. Nobody even knows it's there. No. Until they Bo- run into it. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. My guys, what's going on? Buddha. You know what? Listen, um, I had two points. Um, one point on um, the judge thing, and then uh, another one on the topic nobody wants to talk about, and I understand it, the Sean Watson. But I'll just say this much real quick about the Manny comment. I feel like Manny is Manny, like you said, but he was speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Y'all caught the side of his mouth where he said, you know, if he was in Kansas City, blah, 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 blah. But if you listen, if you play that cut one more time, there was one thing he said that was very poignant. He said, yeah, but if you do it in Boston, New York, he said, you're great, he said, and it's not easy. So that, to me, showed that he had to show a little bit of respect to Jeter. You know, I just think Manny is the kind of guy, first of all, he's from Boston, so, you know, we're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt ever. And um, basically, he's not, you know, the most eloquent of speakers. So, you know, and and I'm sure there's a part of the Boston thing where he's got to take a little shot at Jeter before he gives him a compliment. I'm okay with that because I do the same thing for one of them, them punk bars. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, come on, y'all know what it is. Yep, sure do. Real quick, real quick, you know, um, with, with, with Judge, listen, at his age, I'll give him a six, six year deal. 300, 320 if you're pressing me. But, you know, let's not jinx anything because all of that stuff is going to be contingent not only on the rest of the season, but what happens in the postseason. So, like I told you all before, I wasn't mad at him for doing this thing and betting on himself. But I got to be honest with you, I wasn't mad at the Yankees either. Nobody knew that he was going to have this kind of a season as it is where it is now. But, you know, we got to get to the finish line. So, you know, I'm okay with everybody. I'm not mad at any side. Let this play out the right way. I'm sure if they get to a World Series and he's the league MVP, they're going to work this thing out. You know what I mean? Six years to me is where you got to go just based on his age. You know what I mean? But um, listen, guys, guys, listen, real talk. And, um, you know, it's a difficult topic. But you got to say something. It's got to be addressed in a, in a way. You know, and I love Deshaun Watson. I loved him as a player. I still love him as a player. You know, I loved him at Clemson. Uh, I, you know, one of the things Dabo said, I don't agree with much Dabo said, good old Dabo, but he said he's the Michael Jordan of football. And I agree with that to a certain extent. Houston was a horrible team. And without Hopkins, he still put up big-time numbers. He did. And – I know when you settle out that there's a quote-unquote sort of like an admission of guilt, I don't even want to go there because I can see all the sides. I can see where there's some women trying to get on board with this thing and make money off of this dude. I can see where he got the wrong idea that maybe 15 women were okay with certain things and maybe two weren't, and he couldn't, you know, get a grasp of that. But famo, as a man, if you really – want to turn this around and, like, give yourself, you know, a, a fighting chance moving forward with your career, 
you got to come out and say, you know what, in hindsight, I made a couple of choices. I've done a couple of things that I wish to do differently because, you know, you said you weren't going to settle. You settled. Mm-hmm. You know, the NFL, I love football. The NFL as a league, the people who run it, the, 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 the owners, they disgust me more than any people who run any sports team because they gave they, – they, they, Cleveland gave him a year's salary. The first year was a mill, which means that the NFL and all of them knew what the penalties were going to be and all this other stuff, and they drugged this out for a long period of time. And it's just not a good look, man. It's not a good look as a man. It's not a good look as a man of color. It's just not a good look, man. And, you know, very disappointed, man. I I lose my fandom with the NFL more and more each day. And 85% of it is because of the Jets and and their foolishness of of a can't win this 25-year rebuild. But this is not a good look, man. This is not a good look. It's it not. Isn't. It isn't. And thanks for the phone call. Buddha just brought up the situation with uh, Deshaun Watson. And Jeremy Fowler's report that I was alluding to was mentioned in the Sports Center. And uh, here's where here's where Buddha is a thousand percent right, Gordon. And that is, there doesn't seem to be any remorse. Is that the word I'm looking for? Any 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 remorse about what happened? Um, you know, he said he or wasn't responsibility. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it's like no, these people are all lying. I don't know what they're talking about. They're all lying, and now you've settled. And yeah, I I know it doesn't mean there's an admission of guilt, but Gordon, that sounds like to me something happened. <laughs> something happened, and so you're 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 trying to clear your name and get back on the field and. You know, there's 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 emotions involved in this, and so this is this is a tricky, this is a very tricky situation that he's in and the NFL is in, because still they have to tell us what the suspension or what the penalty is going to be for this whole situation going down. And and while it's it's significant that he has settled twenty of the twenty four cases. There's still four cases that are not been settled. So yeah. can the NFL allow him to get back on the field with four more cases? I mean, he's he settled 20 cases. That's a lot of cases, man. And there's still, and, and there's still four. And, and, uh, and we don't know what the, the settlement was for, but I know when it was talked about back when the Dolphins were involved, the talk back then was that he was going to settle for a hundred thousand dollars a plaintiff. So if that's the case and he settled 20, let's just use that as a number. Ooh. That's $2 million. Yeah. So you now have a player who has spent $2 million to settle cases out of court. Four hmm. more are still outstanding. And who's to say there's not going to be more cases. Yeah. I mean, the, these numbers have continued to go up. No, none of them have gone away. So to me, the question is, can the league allow him to play with four cases still outstanding? And, and, and the problem for the NFL is, is if let's say the NFL comes down tomorrow and says, okay, now that 20 of the cases have been settled, we're going to suspend it for this. What happens if more cases pop up? Yeah, that's a concern. It's definitely a concern. That's why the NFL is waiting as long as they can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, make, uh, Are you sure there's nobody else? 
you know, that that it, it's sad to say, but that that's their thought process here, Gordon. It's got to be. Because once they make this ruling down, what are they going to do? Well, you know, no, we didn't have this information, so we're going to amend it. No. Yeah. Uh, to me, I, I still think that it has to be the type of thing that until this situation is resolved completely, I, I don't see how the league can allow him to play. I agree. I agree. And obviously, uh, Cleveland's got some idea of what this is going to be. They, they, they have to, otherwise they yeah, wouldn't have paid him. Yeah. They, I mean, they wouldn't have paid him a million dollars for this year if they thought that this year was not going to get completely wiped out, right. right? Like you wouldn't structure the deal to be, oh, well, he'll only lose a million dollars this year, but next year he's good to go. And I'm sure part of that is, is the team, they, they want to be beyond this. So he's settling yes. what cases he can to get beyond this, but there's, you know, on, <laughs> it's probably inconvenient for him that four people are saying, no, we're not going to settle. Yeah. It, it, it's a really awkward that's, situation. I, it almost feels like that's the way he looks at it. Oh, this is really inconvenient for me. Well, you know. Yeah. Hurry up and sell. I'm trying to get back on the field here. Yeah. Don't you, don't know. you realize we got a season coming up? Yeah. You know what? I think it those comes off, people don't care. It comes off so insensitive. It really does. Yeah. You know, I, and uh, it, it's disappointing, uh, you know, because Deshaun Watson up until this point seemed like he was, you know. Model citizen. Model citizen. You know, everything that you would want in your team leader. Uh, and your face of your organization, and boy, oh boy, this uh, tough to get past this one. And, and look, I, I've been there. I, if you if you are a fan of NFL teams, mm-hmm. unfortunately, if you are a fan of a team, there's going to be a guy on your team who is not a good guy. Now, yeah. I'm not saying most. I'm saying every once in a while, you'll have a guy that it's really tough to root for that guy. Yeah, man, this would be tough for me to to be cheering for this guy. <laughs> on Sunday, mm-hmm. knowing what we know, kind of. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris Canty from uh, Canty and Carlin asked a great question. I think it was about a week ago, Gordon. And he asked, how good, once he gets on the field, how good does Deshaun Watson have to be to kind of put this behind him in people's minds and in ownership's mind for them to give him the money and bring him on knowing that he had this situation over his head. How great a performance does he have to have? He has to win the Super Bowl, Gordon. And even then, there's going to be an asterisk. But he's got to win the Super Bowl for you to think about him in any other light. It just shows you how sick we as fans sometimes are. I'm not saying I don't think we would do it, but I'm sure there are fans out there that if he stinks, then all of a sudden there will be a problem what he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if he's good, there's a certain portion of the fan base that won't care. Yeah. I mean, that's really – it's kind of twisted. You're right. (laughs) He's our guy. Listen, he he made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. everybody makes mistakes. Sometimes you make them 24 times, you know. know, Sports is the home of second chances. So, for Mm -hmm. him, he's got, you know, he's got a couple more chances than anybody else. But, you know, it happens. He he put it behind him. He paid them off. You know, we'll be making excuses. He paid them off. So, you know. And once again, Gordon, we're just speculating. We have no idea what happened. Have no clue. No, we don't. Have no clue. No. We're just going by what the information we have. So, uh, it, but it is, it is something that just, it's not going to go away. I tell you that, Gordon. Even during the season, it's not going to. Whenever he starts to play, okay, whenever whenever he finally hits the field, just a countdown to it. You can imagine all. There's going to be picket lines. There's going to be signs. There's going to be a lot of situations. He's going to have a lot to deal with. He's really going to have a lot to deal with. And and so is the and so is the team, Cleveland, and Gordon, so is Houston. 
Because according to that report, they they were not oh, I, totally out of yeah. the loop here. No, it does not. And that does not really. I mean, maybe it's my cynical heart, but that does not really surprise me. Yeah, I know. I know. He, he's our star quarterback. Get him what mm-hmm. he needs. You do, right. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, all you need to know, Larry, look at with all this hanging over him, teams were crawling all over yeah. themselves to trade for this guy. That's right. The Browns traded three number one picks and gave him the biggest contract, completely guaranteed contract, the first fully guaranteed contract in NFL history at that price. So that tells you where, you know, that tells you where people's priorities are. It's winning. We got to win. We got to win, Gordon. We got to win. You better win. Gordon, we begin in Tampa. And I, I was expecting what I usually get from Nasty Nestor. But I didn't get that from him. So Aaron Boone was asked, what was different about Cortez tonight? Probably just not quite as crisp, and I think just command, you know. Guys hit some balls pretty hard off him. I think he was just missing locations, maybe pulling the ball a little bit. Um, Just just not quite as sharp as as obviously we're accustomed to. The line on Cortez tonight, four in the third, six hits, four runs all earned. No walks, three strikeouts, gave up three home runs, Gordon. That is very unnester like Yeah, well, look, it, it, it's, not a, it's not an issue, but, you know, we've been talking about what do the Yankees need to do before the trade deadline, and I don't know that they necessarily need to do anything, but, you know, there, there's some, some innings in that rotation based on where guys were last year, that would be something that you would keep an eye. Like Nestor Cortez's mm-hmm. most innings ever in a, a, in a major league season is 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was last year. Tyone last year threw 73 innings. Obviously, mm-hmm. Severino threw, what was it, 18 innings or 16 innings the last three years. So, uh, you know, could there be the need for a starting pitcher at some point? Possibly, but uh, I think this is much like when Cole had a bad game. You know, he bounces back. I expect Nestor to bounce back. I agree with you. And obviously, three home runs, you know, Nestor was frustrated. So Boone was asked, what do you say to him when he looks frustrated on the hill? Look, he's a great pitcher, so he's always capable of finding it. And, and I, I, you know, I thought he navigated through, you know, around some homers. You know, I mean, R- Ramirez actually broke his bat on the one homer. But, um, you know, I think he was having just a hard time commanding the ball at the normal level he's accustomed to for that top half of the lineup. I thought he got through the, the bottom pretty well there. And then, um, you know, Yandy got him to start that inning with some hard contact so just not quite his night and um you know unfortunately we couldn't couldn't quite get all the way back the hitting star for tampa paredes gordon three home runs boone on that three home run performance he's hit those homers since since he's got over here so we know he's a talented player and um you know i I know you know tampa went and gave up Meadows to go get him, you know. So, you know, he's obviously been playing a lot for him, gives him some versatility, and, and, you know, obviously he's got that power. With all that, Gordon, the Yankees still had a chance to win. He was given the night off, probably to prepare for arbitration tomorrow. (laughs) No, he was given the night off. He was given the night off because he's tired, Gordon. You know what? He deserved the day off. Aaron Judge deserved it. This 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 is not like what's going on with Sabermetrics or anything like that. He has been in the lineup every single day in, in center field, 
Gordon, I got no problem with him having the day off. It's I'll amazing. You, you win 50 games and you lose, what is it, 18 of them? Uh, yep. Nobody has any problems with the lineups or the nope. playing time or anything like nope. that. Everything is good. I'm good. So, uh, Aaron, did you think Judge had tied it in the ninth? The way the game was going and obviously being down and chasing there, you know, to, to, be, to get him up to, to the play with as a time run, I mean, that's certainly the hope going into that inning. Hopefully you get to that point. We got that opportunity. Thought Aaron got off a great swing on him and, and just missed tying it. Now, Gordon, June has been a month that I'm sure you don't want to see end. <laughs> no. Because you've been dominant. But Boone was asked about the team having losing back-to-back games in a month and what that says about how great this team has played. We think we're a really good team, and uh, I think we've shown that so far. Um, like I've talked about with that group, it's a hungry group, it's a focused group, it's, and they'll come in with a little edge tomorrow, I'm sure, ready to try and try and win a series. And you know, we'll kind of flush this one with that in mind. No question about it. All right, Gordon, it's time for answers with Aaron. Right, here we go. Aaron Boone was asked. <laughs> I'm sorry, because I don't know why somebody would ask him this question. Okay, Aaron Boone was asked, ready, Gordon? Yeah. Is this a bump in the road? <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously this is a catastrophe. Um, <laughs> I- I'm sure he will He he will be uh, incredulous at the, the question, and, you know, we, we lost the game, you know. It sometimes happens. Um we came close. We, you know, flied out to the warning track, down a run in the ninth inning. Uh, these things happen. They're a good team, uh, and we'll just come out and get them tomorrow. Aaron Boone, is this a bump in the road? Well, it's a loss. I mean, we'll probably lose again um, at some point. So, I mean, you know, and anytime you give yourself a chance, you know, you, you want to push through, but it doesn't always happen. So, um you know, we'll chew on this one and get ready to try and go win a series tomorrow. You're on the roll, my friend. There you go. You're on the roll. You're on the roll. Simple as that. And that's the story out of Tampa is the Yankees uh, lose tonight 5-4, but Judge will be back in the lineup, I'm sure, tomorrow night. And um, depending on how the arbitration goes, we'll see what kind of a mood he's in. <laughs> well, look, he, he, the Yankees offered him a, a contract that he turned down, and he's been unbelievable. So maybe the Yankees should knock a couple of million dollars off and make it like $15 million that they're offering just to tick him off a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the Mets are concerned, they lost to Houston 8-2. But before the game, they got some pretty good news. Max Scherzer pitched tonight for Binghamton, the double-A team. Three in the third innings, three hits, two earned runs, a walk, and six strikeouts, 65 pitches, 46 for strikes, Gordon. And um, he says, you know what? I'm ready to come back to the majors. So eager. <laughs> I want to get back out there so bad. Uh, you know, you, know, you put in all this work, you see the team playing great baseball, you want to be out there and competing and, and winning with them. So, uh, you know, for me, I, w- I want to be in the big leagues and not be a rumble pony. Uh, I can't answer that question until tomorrow. I got to see how this responds. Uh, but you know, f- seeing how I, throughout this whole process, how I've, when I've stressed it oblique, and uh, you know, when it does tighten up, you know, when I've had had those days, uh, you know, I feel good about today. You know, I feel like I was able to do everything I was wanting, 
wanting, wanting to do with uh, and, and stress the oblique, and it feels good afterwards. So it didn't tighten up on me. Uh, but, you know, you really don't know until tomorrow. All right, Max, give us an evaluation on your performance tonight. Uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, went out there and accomplished what I thought I was going to do. I uh, wanted to get uh, four ups in, uh, 65 pitches in. Uh, you know, was able to step on a few fastballs. I felt like that was a good thing. Was able to throw all my pitches uh, and then navigate, you know, in the fourth inning, you know, not not trying to go, you know, just kind of keep the governor on and, and, you know, make sure I don't get hurt there in the fourth. So, um, you know, you check all the boxes here, came in, uh, was also able to do a core routine afterwards to, you know, really stress it, kind of simulate even a fifth inning, uh, you know, on my core. So, uh, you know, I'm checking all the boxes. So that's good news for the Yankees, uh, for the Mets. Good news for the Yankees. Good news for the Mets, Gordon, about Max Scherzer. And hopefully if everything goes well tomorrow and the next day, he could be back in the rotation as early as Sunday. Oh, it's come along very quickly. I mean, look, he's a guy that knows his body. Uh, you got to have to trust him that he is he's not pushing him. You know, like it's not there's no rush for him to get back. Right. Like he's this is not him pushing to get back quicker because the team needs him. Team's been fine without him. So you just got to have to trust that he knows his body and he'll be good to go when he gets back. No question about it. Uh, Also. On the injury list, Jeff McNeil's MRI came up negative. Nothing, didn't show a thing, so he's day-to-day. That guy, that other pitcher, Mm -hmm. he faced live batters for the first time in his rehab for a stress reaction to his right scapula. Don't listen for a second, Larry, uh, so I can inform the audience. It's Jacob DeGrom. You done? Okay, you can listen again, Larry. Okay. Uh, The right-hander who hasn't appeared in the Major League game since July 7th of last year could possibly rejoin the rotation at some point. And James McCann, remember him, Mets fans? The number one catcher could return to the Mets as soon as Friday. He, as a matter of fact, he caught Scherzer at Binghamton today, and he underwent surgery on his left wrist last month. One of the issues in the uh, Met loss tonight to the Astros, Gordon, was running runners in scoring position. And normally, this team has done well. They're in the among the top teams in baseball in hitting with runners in scoring position tonight. They left eight men on base, was 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Ouch. Buck Showalter, what happened with the offense? Oh, it's been pretty good for us at times, and at times it's been a challenge for us. But, uh, you know, um, we think there's better days ahead, hopefully. And that's all needs to be said. <laughs> there you go. Man, a few words. Man, a few words because there's nothing to say. And, and, and it's unfortunate because – you know, if they had a couple of those, they had two home runs. If they had come with runners in scoring position, it would have been a very entertaining game for the Mets. It felt like there were some opportunities there for sure. It but, was. you know, look, you can't come back for well, a, it's a loss. I mean, you can't come back for five runs down every single time. No, you game. can't. You can't. And the, the one that's really going to get them, I think it was the fourth inning that the bases loaded with one out and didn't get any runs. That turns out to be the key to the game for them. All right, that's the sounds from the ballpark from Houston and from Tampa. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.